Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Great to be with you on a Redemption Thursday. Hope you're well. Thanks for watching us on Warchant TV. Remember to like and subscribe, share with your friends and other Knowles and people who just like to be entertained. Helps us do what we do, and we surely do appreciate it. Thank you, and thanks to all you listening on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. That also helps a lot, so we appreciate you. Wagers, uh, got to post those. I said I was going to do it during the break, but I lied. I did not post them during the break. I will have to do that during the uh, next commercial break. We've got uh, FSU and UMass sailing over 60, everybody. We're sailing over 60. Let's go. Liberty minus 21.5 against North Texas. Flames bounce back after a... Uh, embarrassing loss uh, as a 30-point favorite a week ago. They'll take it out on the mean green. NC State minus three against Miami. I think this is the game where we go, oh, it's official. Miami's called it a day. If I'm wrong, then that's a tougher, more mentally stable Miami program, even amidst all the losses. Yeah, what that does is it kind of moves the needle for two of our games. You feel a little bit worse about Miami, a little bit better about NC State. It's exactly right. I thought about it that way, too. Can, Can you figure out because we, we did touch on it in the first hour. But just surface level, looking at the trends and having actually watched Miami play and having watched NC State play, other than the games in Miami, which there's like seven people going to be there, can you figure out why that's a three-point game? I can't either. No. I can't. No. And, and it's eating at me. I'm stunned that that spread is only three. I think NC State is a legitimately good team. And I've talked about them a lot this year. Their one hiccup was that inexcusable performance uh, and really kind of a outlier performance against Mississippi State. But other than that, I just think they're a physical team. They're a good team on both lines of scrimmage. they got a great back. they got a good quarterback. I, I don't see it. I think they roll over Miami big. Uh, give me Notre Dame minus 6.5 against Southern Cal. Air Force minus 3 against San Diego State. I really... I've enjoyed this this Air Force team. They've got some big wins under their belt this year. Oklahoma minus 39 against Kansas. It's an automatic play. I play it every week. Anybody against Kansas, I take the anybody every week against Kansas because that's seemingly free money. At some point, they are going to price it or put it to where the number can't be covered. But it's not this week. I'll give the 39. I don't know what that number would have to be. 50? Maybe 50? Uh, 48 and a half. There you go. 48 <laughs> Yeah, need that forty nine. I think over forty one. I don't know if I would have played it, but I'll go. Uh, I'll go thirty nine here. Give me Alabama to breeze past Tennessee. Ordinarily, this might on the surface be a game where you'd say, "Ah, oh, be careful." Tennessee can score, but they're all beat up on this offensive line. They're beat up at quarterback. They're beat up at receiver. They're worn down. They're beginning a terribly tough stretch of games, uh, including this one in Georgia and Kentucky. I don't know where their head's at right now. This is going to be an ugly game. I think Alabama wins and wins big. Also, Alabama kind of refocused after that hiccup. They mm-hmm. they seem a little pissed. Do I have your attention yeah, now yeah. week from Nick Saban? Right, yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, Western Kentucky and FIU, that number's just too big. Yeah, give me the under 77 there. That is a huge number. We'll go under 77. Uh, Texas, I'm not even looking at the stream. <laughs> <laughs> did we did we use uh, our boy from uh, Papa John's again? Uh, we had <laughs> we had Chris Farley for that one. Oh, okay. Uh, Texas A and M minus twenty against South Carolina. Uh, normally, don't like giving a lot of points with Jimbo teams, but uh, well, unless it's the twenty thirteen Knowles who covered against everybody. Uh, but no, I would tell you uh, normally I don't because he shortens games and doesn't run enough plays and all that stuff. But I I just don't see South Carolina scoring in this game. And then finally, UCLA minus two and a half. 
against Oregon. I like UCLA, frankly, on the money line. Uh, I'll just take them to win the game, uh, and, and, and I like them to cover, obviously. So I guess we could put up the Papa John for this is what it's like to watch South Carolina football this season because, oh, yeah, oh. you just feel like a sweaty mess. <laughs> Look at that. He's actually drooling in that picture, and he's high. Um, my goodness gracious. That's a tough day. That's every fan sitting in the stands in <laughs> Columbia. <laughs> they are just staring out there. <laughs> They're, they're they're seeing the game, but they're not seeing the game. That is so good. Just like, mm, okay. You're like, Papa John, what's the score? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. It's ugly. It's ugly. Uh, okay. I will mention this, uh, and that is that Florida State seemingly healed up. And a lot of people pointed out that uh, Dylan Gibbons on his podcast, I've never heard his podcast. I'm not dogging him, but he has one, I guess said uh, some really positive things about the fact that he feels like the team is doing a really good job of policing themselves these days and they've taken more ownership. I think that's probably true. I think that's how you come out the other side of a devastatingly poor start. It's going to go one of two ways. You're either going to go uh, run for the hills and go 2-10 and, 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 and look awful and, and absolutely uh, be listless on game day, or you're going to galvanize, um, remain bought in, continue to work hard and at some point when you get the fruits of your labor to go in the direction that you want them to you are or you reap those uh then then you are even further uh i think uh, bought in and, and willing to sacrifice for one another and hold people accountable uh because you see that it, it it's working yeah i'm going on a work in theory and this relates to the north carolina week Remember, in the middle of the week, Mike was not happy after one of the practices. Again, I believe it was the Wednesday. I'd have to go back and take a look at War Chant TV, I think it was, yeah. where you can find every one of these press conferences, mm, and you everyone. can see all of his availabilities. Mm -hmm. But what did we do after that? Sure, we got down 10 to nothing, but we were ready to play that game more than North Carolina was. Even when we sure. were down 10 to nothing, you could see that North Carolina wasn't really in it. And that's what worried me for about five minutes. And yeah, because we they could be like, oh, look, they don't care about playing. Yeah, And yet we're still going to lose. This is not good, mm -hmm. but then 35-7 to gets yep. you some. Okay, does that mean that if Mike is mad on a Wednesday, we come out with our hair on fire on a Saturday? We'll see. Just play well. I don't need you to be overly inspired to throttle UMass. Just go throttle UMass. I don't need you to be... Uh, I'm just saying I kind of uh, want to lay the points. I kind of do. Come on, guys. What is it, 35 and a half? I think so, yeah. Come on now. Let's take care of that. Well, I, I, I think they're going to score in the 50s. You know, I said that yesterday, and therefore I'm taking the over 60 because I, I do think UMass will score a couple times at least. I would. What's the better bet, though? If you think we're going to hit the 50s, is the better bet to play the spread or to play the total? You think the safer bet would be to play the total versus the cover? Because if we're in the 50s and we don't cover, yeah, the hell are we doing on defense 52 now? 52 to 20 or something like I that. Mean, are you kidding? Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about it. You're right, Tom. That might be a better angle. Lay the number. If you assume that we're going to hit fifty, I do. The, I think we'll, I do. I, I thought we, we were going to against J State, so I'll always throw that out there as a sure. qualifier. Well, it is gambling. I mean, you know, things happen. Games played by human beings. They could absolutely screw it up. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. Sea uh, Liberty as a thirty-point favorite last week, losing the game outright. That that'll hurt your feelings. It happens. I mean, it's it's a crazy deal. I didn't have that game, by the way. I just so you know, it feels like you did, but I didn't. I didn't. I just happened to come across it when I was reading the material to educate myself about my Redemption Thursday wagers. And as I read that, I went, whoa, let's double check that. 
Did I just read that right? Liberty lost as a 30-point favorite last week to UL Monroe? They did. That's crazy. That, that, that caught my eye. I immediately, my heart went out to fellow sporting guys and gals who no doubt, I mean, I don't know if you're like me. Do you do this? When, it, when all hope is lost on the actual wager, do you go, oh, well, then just lose. You might as well just lose, a-holes. I hold out hope for longer than is reasonable. I thought they're going to cover in the fourth or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah, wacky's yeah, going to happen. Yeah. You know, a couple of pick sixes down the stretch. I don't know. I, I'm weird like that. I don't. I don't start flipping the switch and, and rooting against the team to just. Oh, I do. You go to hell until about the fourth quarter, halfway through. Yeah. Even though it's over by the middle of the second quarter, you're like, well, I've lost this wager, but there's still hope. Yeah. The second I realized it's not going to go the way I needed it to, then I'm like, well, fine, just lose the game. Just lose the game. If you want to be like that, you're not going to show up and play. I get all butthurt about it. Just lose. Might as well, unless it's us. I didn't say that about us against Jacksonville State. I'm like, don't lose the game now. You've clearly not covered the spread, but don't lose the game. That's what I was saying. I was imploring them in the moment. That feels like a long time ago, and hopefully it just it feels longer and longer from the present moment we live in because we're continuing to get better week in and week out. But, my God, I will never forget watching that in silence and walking up those steps for the postgame show. That is just the unfathomable was real. I did not envy you that night. Yeah. I remember thinking, my God. My boy has to do a post-game show after this. <laughs> yeah, I get to go to bed. I talked to Gene. I said, Gene, you know, those pressers don't happen for about a half an hour, so we have to answer for this mess. We do, even though we had nothing to do with it. Yeah. We have to answer for this mess for the next 30 minutes at minimum. And it's not like people are measured and reasonable. No. Um, after the losses. callers were great, though. i got to give them credit. I expected F-bombs left and right. Oh, and we'd sure. have to drop calls and people who yeah. incoherent. No. It was all right. People were just saying, this is this is not going to cut it. I was like, good call. All right. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. No, it doesn't cut it. No, that doesn't cut it. But the first answer most of the time when things, uh, when you've hit adversity and extreme levels of adversity, uh, a lot of times the very first thing that you see, uh, the common refrain is typically uh, fire this guy or fire that guy or fire whomever, right? It's always about firing. It's not about let's talk about how we arrived at this unimaginable horror that we have. Um, it's just fire everybody. But, you know, Florida State is not in a position to fire everybody. This is also the intrigue that uh, w- lays in wait for us here the second half of the season. Um, you know, obviously we're evaluating members of this staff. Uh, there are guys who are coaching for probably, not the head coach now, but other members of this staff that are likely coaching for their jobs. There's a lot on the line. I think the good news for them is that this is clearly a team that, believes in their coaches and fights for them and continues to play hard. Not always well, but they play for they play hard. Like you know, there's the foregone conclusion moment for a lot of coaches when you're on a team that's losing games and you're not meeting expectations and the noise gets louder and louder and louder. Coaches on the field frequently walk off that field on a Saturday in which they lose another game like Miami did say last week. And as they're walking, they certainly know that their days are numbered. There's no, you know, they're numbered. But I don't think any coach on this staff would be in that mindset because the kids are fighting and fighting and fighting and playing well, and they've found an identity, and they're doing what they're asked. So you've got a fighting chance now because you, at the very minimum, have to have kids who believe in you. Yeah, the percentage uh, chance or likelihood of Adam Fuller being fired at the halftime of of Louisville, not in that moment, but at the season's end, was Mm. in the 90s? And the next thing you know, for for two and a half games, here we come. Yeah, And the defense is playing hard. That's why... I was stunned. 
I don't begrudge him. You know, I went, uh, after I forget what game it was, maybe it was Wake, where Gene's like, I've had enough, man. He, he's got to go. Adam Fuller's got to go. I'm like, all right, all right. Well, I mean, there is evidence to support that theory. Like, you know, the final play against Jacksonville State or so third and 17 against uh, Notre Dame. There's plenty of other examples, too. Guys lined up five yards deep in the end zone last year <laughs> at NC State. But the reason I, I haven't been that person is because there's still a lot of opportunities one way or the other. Like, I think we're going to know unequivocally where mm -hmm. he stands. Mm -hmm. I don't think there has to be any campaigning after the second half of the season is over. We're just going to know. And that's the cool thing about this. He the, catches a couple breaks, I'll, I can tell you that. I mean, obviously that, that Clemson's down helps. Clemson's yeah. down on offense. Miami may have already quit by the time we play him. Who knows where Florida's head's going to be at. If Florida is still fighting and cares to win and cares to play hard for Dan Mullen in the final game of the year in that game, I think we could be in real trouble because they're likely going to be starting Anthony Richardson, and he's not afraid to run. And that is a problem for us. Right. Yes. Between that and NC State, you're going to have your manhood challenged twice. Oh, yeah. At minimum twice. And that's where it gets interesting because if they respond to that, all right, well, he might have done enough. Yeah. He he, he may have. I, I I like Adam. I've said that on the air, on the record several times. I like him. Uh, the person, I like him. Uh, and I also think he knows football. He knows defensive football. That doesn't always mean you get to keep your job. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, a lot of guys know the game, but uh, getting your kids to play and execute is, is of vital importance. Well, and who knows what they're thinking. They could show out, and, and because of these offenses being down in the second half of the season, there's still a change made. I, I don't know. That is, that's, my, that's why Mike gets paid the big bucks, and that's why he's got to go – to whatever athletic department situation we have right now, still mm -hmm. kind of in flux in order to get that thing approved. But, I mean, I think it's still very much in the balance. I don't think there's a decision that's been made yet on whether or not that particular side of the ball is going to stay status quo or if it's going to change. Do, now, you know, one thing we don't seem to talk about a lot, and that's just because we don't think anything's going to happen. I mean, it's it's some of that's about personnel, but we don't ever talk about the offensive uh, coaching coaches uh, that could be replaced. Um, and and there are people who certainly, even though he's he's one of our own, uh, two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to you for some time now with Ron Dugans. That's where I come very close to a moment that you have a lot of times. Which is, and what the hell are we, I mean, because it's been mm. how many years mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. How many coaches mm -hmm. have come through this university? Has it been since Peter Warwick played here? I mean, really, if you evaluate our aptitude at receiver for the last 20 oh, years, yeah, yeah. how many years in those 20 do we have multiple legitimate Florida State athletes, the caliber of which we saw for the 14-year run where we were finishing in the top four? Yeah, like, we, we, we five? Always, yeah, I know. Is five too many? I know. Three? It's, it's, you're right. It's crazy. Well, this has been harder. This stretch has been harder than any other I can think of because there's not, like, legitimately – there's not one. There's not a single guy that's on this team at wide receiver that... My hope is, and this was in the, the third line piece, but my hope is that play to Malik McLean where he catches the touchdown on the road at North Carolina where it's an eight-man protection. He's the only guy on that side of the field. It's you or nobody third and goal. You've got to make a play. Maybe that's a watershed moment of confidence. Now, I still think the drops are going to be an issue for him probably throughout his career. I don't know that's, that those go away. That, this is my concern, dude. I understand, but... Also, you're allowed to grow and develop and get better. And sure. usually, when you're in a, a state of doubt, if you're going to get past it, you fall back on moments that you succeeded. That's a huge play and a huge moment for a young player. You're one-on-one. -on -one. You've got to make something happen. And he did. Yeah, I, I, I like that kid a lot. I liked him all throughout camp. I, I do realize that um, sometimes you don't get a good feel. 
Um, our offense has been such a work in progress, it's impossible to put it all on those kids at receiver. At the same time, obviously, this has not been a group that uh, has inspired an awful lot of confidence that they're going to be elite at any point. But they the did just future. play their best game, they did. by far. They did. They did. While many other roofing companies hire out subcontractors to do their work for them, T-Spark Enterprises hires employees. That's because they value the immense benefits that come with having a trusted, reliable, and highly trained crew that can be held to the high standards T-Spark is known for. Experts in their craft with pride in their work. That's the T-Spark difference. T-Spark is the best in town, period. Call them today, 766-1340. Or get a free quote online at tsparkconstruction.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ISF helps state governments solve the future through strategy, process, technology. They support their clients from start to finish, including strategy planning, procurement, independent verification, and validation, project management, and many other areas to ensure your interests are a priority and your vision becomes a reality. Uh, We talk about ISF. This is a segment brought to you by our friends at ISF, who, again, help state governments solve the future through strategy, process, and technology. Tell you more about them in a moment. But uh, we did promise this week, as part of this feature, thanks to our friends at ISF, that we would do uh, little W's and L's to solve for the future. What do you think of that? Here we go. W's and L's. Wins. All right, all right, all right. How you doing? Losses. Damn it. We lost! We f***ing super lost, man! Where do we triumph? Where doth thou fall? Alright, a little mid-season W's and L's uh, as we solve for the future. Brought to you by ISF. Alright, now, of course, on the heels of back-to-back victories, this feels like a better and more fun segment to do. The future... While glorious, if you're partnered with ISF, seemed mighty bleak at the time that we were first pondering doing a midseason W's and L's. But now that uh, 33 to 30 over Syracuse and 35 to 25 against North Carolina has happened, I say, all right, all right, all right. Indeed, this is a good time. And um, let's get to this schedule. By the way, does it not sit well with you? Because it doesn't me for whatever reason, that that game against North Carolina, now this is actually being gluttonous on my part, I know, but screw you, North Carolina. You weren't you weren't within 10 points in that game. You got boat raced. You, Indeed, got, they did. you got beat down in that game. You didn't deserve uh, a 10-point defeat. You deserved a 21-point, 24-point defeat. You got smoked. Mm. That was uh, 
of the things that we got right, we got wrong in the preseason, that is the one that was seen very clearly through the crystal ball, just how fraudulent that program is. <laughs> but also picked a win over Jacksonville State. So, well, you know, you get some right, you get some wrong. Yeah, all right. Now, I had a much more reserved approach to the uh, projections in the preseason uh, of W's and L's than you did. I, I thought 6-6 six and six would be a, a fine campaign. I'd be very pleased with it. I thought 8-4 and because the ACC was garbage. And I think the second part was correct. The problem is we didn't get fat on the first half of the schedule. Right. But also, yes, you were right and wrong. I mean that's it's essentially what you're saying. You were right that the ACC is not good. Yeah. You're also wrong that we're we're not we, we weren't, weren't very, ready to we, take advantage of it. Yeah, we're it's not unfortunate. We're not very good. Okay, so Florida State, uh, in UMass Saturday noon, Doe Campbell Stadium, Bobby Bowden Field, two and four Knowles, one and five Minutemen. Uh, that's a win, Tom. That's a W. That's correct. Oh, it's a big win. Can't wait to see all the backups on the field in the second half. Knowles take down UMass, fifty-eight to ten. Big win. Florida State, their third straight. Things are turning around in Tallahassee. Tune in next week as they travel to take on the Clemson Tigers. Themselves are struggling right now. Might we have, surprisingly, a game? Clemson comes off a devastating loss to Pitt, now 4-3 and three on the season. Knowles 3-4. and four. At the time that we looked at this game in the offseason, we thought this could get ugly, really ugly. An angry Dabo Sweeney-inspired Clemson team to take down the Knowles after Wuhan claimed Florida State avoided Clemson last year that they could have played that game. Wuhan was wrong, but nonetheless, they seemed motivated. Now, all of a sudden, this game is close. Maybe close. Ah, but alas, Florida State is not capable of blocking Clemson. That is a loss, Tom. That is a loss. Win! We're going to get it! We're going to get it! We're going to jump out in front of Clemson in this game. We're going to be more prepared. You know why? We've been installing for it for weeks. That's why. They had to honor the pit challenge. They're going to lose that game, too. Things are going to be running amok in Clemson, South Carolina, after we go on the road and beat them in blowout fashion by six. I'll wrap myself in the blanket, the towel, the rug, where I look like Chairman Mao. And, uh, and I will eat apricots for days, cloaked in the Jeff Cameron rug. We need to drive up to uh, The Rock. And Lay the you, rug on it? No, you know, no, no. <laughs> you don't want to get arrested or yeah. shot. Easily identifiable. Uh, just, you're in the rug, and then we'll roll you down the hill <laughs> in the rug. In the rug. <laughs> yeah. With apricots in hand. That's right. They're yeah, flying everywhere <laughs> as you go down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got it as a loss. You got it as a win. You have us 2-0 and in the second half of the season so far on this version of W's and Ooh, L's. Now we're looking by, at a bowl? All brought right. to you by ISF. Uh, I got us 1-1. One and one. NC State comes to town. Uh, surefire best team in the league, not named Pitt. Maybe Pitt has an argument to say there. They'll get a chance to duke it out in the ACC championship game. Uh, NC State uh, takes down Florida State, and we're 1-2 and two in the second half of the season. Tom, do you also have this as a win? No, I can't go there. <laughs> that, we're going to air it out on the road at Clemson. And the problem is, in the trenches, NC State's going to bring it. And that's a lot to ask because Miami's on the horizon. I looked at Boston College as the odd rivalry trap game all offseason long. NC State, in turn, ends up being it in reality where you go, that's just, we're gearing up for Miami next week. We got NC State right now. They're going to come in more prepared than we are and beat us. All right, so you got us two and one in the second half of the season. Yep. I got us one and two so far. One and two. 
Canes come to town. They're currently sitting at two and four. They'll lose this weekend to aforementioned uh, NC State. That will mean two and five, and two and five might mean it's time to pack it in. Canes, call it a day. Guys opting out. Guys uh, deciding ankles a little sore. Don't think I want to play this Saturday. Manny having some issues. Hamstrings acting up on me. Knowles win against the Canes. They end a long losing streak. Thankfully. Get it together. That's a nice win for the Knowles. I got us two and two in the second half of the season. Thomas. Three and one. Win. Big win. Uh, Miami doesn't like to stop the run. We want to run the ball. This one's easy. It's not about rivalry or nothing. No, it's just about they don't want to tackle. That's right. Yep. All right. Florida State on the road against Boston College. Boston College is trending poorly. Well-coached team. Halfway's a good coach. Their personnel lacking. I like the Knowles to go on the road and win the football game. We're going bowling. Our sixth win of the year takes place in Chestnut Hill. Let's do it. Okay, so I got us three and two so far in the second half. Unfortunately, that means we're stuck at five wins as we head to the swamp. Tom's already got us bowling. I like Tom's projection more than I like my projection. Mine, however, is more accurate. All right, so now we go to Gainesville, and it is the University of Florida. And unfortunately, I do think they will be inspired. And alas, Florida State falls to the Gators, and we finish the second half of the year at Three and three, a far cry from the disastrous season we were on pace for, but five and seven nonetheless likely doesn't get you bowling, although these days sub-500 teams can go bowling if they thrive in the classroom. And so the Knowles might still go bowling despite going five and seven and losing this game to Florida. Much like the 2010 ACC title game in Charlotte against Virginia Tech. Too much. We're, we're out of gas. We're completely gassed because we aired it out to get to the bowl. It's not that we fall asleep in this game. We quit ourselves nicely, lose in the end. And again, what I said in the preseason is true. The announcers for this game towards the end of the broadcast are going to say, i got to be honest, what program would you rather join right now? Which one's trending Trending up? in the right direction. Florida State looks to be in a more healthy place than the Florida Gators do. And we're going to bask in the glow of that comment because it'll be true. You're out there listening. You're in state government. You've got ideas, great ideas, and you want to do the right thing. Making goals a reality can be challenging. That's where my friends at ISF are going to help you. They help agencies turn ideas into impact, achieving better outcomes for everybody. ISF.com. Go read about them. Go learn more about them. Don't just trust me. Go look at all the people they work with nationally. ISF renowned for the good work that they do, and they sponsored W's and L's today. Actually solving the future is what they Helped us do today. I say uh, five and seven. I think you have a six and six. Six and six, buddy, and it feels so good. I hope you're right. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Kevin Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. I think I've said this before. Every time I hear this song, I, I see me. I see a little me with the double album in my room. I had crazy fluffy carpet. Fluffy and blue and red. It was crazy. It was very 70s. Very 70s. It was crazy. But I loved it. It was very comfortable on my feet. And uh, I had my record player set up. I said, right when you walk in the room, dresser, record player speakers and I had my albums here and that album in particular was a mesmerizing album because you could open it up you could see all these pictures of the clash and you could i mean i miss liner notes i miss them at my uh aunt's place down in uh, newport ritchie i prefer 
as I got older, right? Mm. In college, you get these, you know, you get rug burns because you're just walking on the carpet of a bad apartment, you know, destitution to a degree. But uh, I prefer later in life tile or hardwood floor, sure. laminate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. However, if you've got days. the if you got the shag rug, like the one that you could bounce on, right? You could just you oh, almost feel yeah. that little spring in your step yeah. when you go to a high school track. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got that little give oh, to it. Oh, nice too. Yeah. Yeah. My aunt Newport Richie has the best, and it's always immaculately clean. That's I can't hard wait to, to take my that. shoes off when I get to her house. Yeah, it's hard to keep those rugs clean, man. That's, that's tough to do. That's uh, very, very difficult. I don't know. But if you can, it is outstanding. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Need to do a lot better. <laughs> it's a lot of work, man. It is too much work. Uh, <clears throat> you know... I don't know. I, the NBA has started back up, and I love the enthusiasm my son has for watching the NBA. He's all things all basketball all the time. He can't wait for FSU basketball season. Well, uh, he is. Yeah, obs- yeah. Well, he, what I'm saying is he is obsessed with basketball, loves it. And I love basketball, so that's great. That doesn't bother me any. So it beats the hell out of being obsessed with some sport that I think sucks. Like, that would be difficult. So I, I like watching it as well. And uh, he's getting to be a damn expert, Tom. My man, this morning... While we're talking about uh, school and getting ready, he's eating breakfast and all that. We're talking about getting ready for school and all that. He goes, you know, I think that Washington team's going to be better this year, Dad. I was kind of looking. They made some good offseason moves. Look at this. You're breaking out Wizards talk on a Thursday morning. (laughs) That's getting into things. Yeah, I enjoy it for Christmas Day. Well, that's when you start watching. Yep. The NBA is, is Christmas Day. It's like for a lot of us who are immersed in football, the end of baseball, the start of hockey, you kind of it's on the periphery, the NBA, because it's a long season. And you can only truly invest uh, completely in something when some of these other things are either waning or all but done. Yeah, well, I'd take a bit of a break, and then maybe in, I don't know, February, mid-February, you start yeah. to revisit it again because you see teams vying for home court and things like that. But the problem I have, and I know that it, a part of it is the website that I'm going to, it's ESPN.com, and you go to the NBA section, and every headline is about drama. It's got nothing to do with results. Oh, well, now that it's is about, true. It's about know, Ben Simmons, right? KD, yeah. KD yeah. is tweeting at somebody about this. Oh, no, ben no, no, Simmons you, doesn't yeah. show no, up. Joel Embiid is this. No, right, right, right. Kyrie Irving is that. No, I'm like, I do oh, this. I, I just find the guys who cover the league and, and do so using – uh, journalistic integrity. I mean, they're telling me the story of this team through the numbers, through the sport, through the results. I'm not. I don't care who so and so tweeted at or Instagrammed or didn't. I don't. I, I can't. These I can't are do the that. headlines. Yeah, there. I can't do that. Well, yeah. ESPN's guilty of that all the time. One they, of the headlines on their NBA page right now. It's at the bottom of the list, but it's it's uh, LeBron and and AD reassure Russ after loss in Lakers debut. That's a headline. And then underneath it, there's a video that says, Stephen A. believes the Ben Simmons era is well, no, over. No, like, okay, so really? It's self-contained, though. I mean, like, this, <laughs> oddly, if we wanted to, and this is a Belly Up podcast, Tom. If we wanted yeah. to do this, I would tell you this in, in many ways, and he deserves credit for it. And this is a weird connection to make, but I think people understand where I'm going with this. That form of coverage really began with Howard Stern's show. So what I mean by that is you create a world. You become the headline. You become the headline, and then you have subplots within it, and you have characters within it, and then it's all just everybody 
about each other this one thing and you make hundreds of millions of dollars because it's this self-contained entity that people didn't invest in the characters. So it's not, you know, listen, it's not, it, it is sports and entertainment, ESPN standing for sports and entertainment, right? So there, people get mad at them for doing that, but they told you in their mission, their name, they told you that that was what they were. So what you, what's incumbent upon us as you know, those that are going to uh, consume uh, either the sport or the the writers, you know, the articles to find the places that aren't doing that. Yeah, the only way, yeah. find the places that don't do that because there are people who will just break down the games and tell you about the matchups or tell you what a player is or is not based on his numbers, and you can find that it's it's out there. But people just rather get angry and point fingers. Because ESPN is self-referencing everything centered around Stephen A. Well, they found a guy that the numbers spike for. They pay him gobs of money to be a character, and he plays the character exceptionally well. And I don't begrudge him that, no, but I do laugh at people. I'm not talking about you specifically because you know better, but I'm saying I do laugh at people who get so mad about that. I'm like, well, just change it. Don't watch it. No, in truth, uh, the best guy behind the scenes to help out any market was Stephen A. Like, If you're talking about... Our former relationship with oh, Bristol. Yeah, there was yeah, nobody yeah. who would do more to oh, give that, me promo no, material or dude stuff. Is a company guy, hardworking, really smart, plays a character to the hilt. But he didn't care if you were in market one or market two hundred and fifty. Showed up, right? Right. He would give you what you needed. If you asked and you and he set it up the chain, he would answer. Somebody like Trey Wingo would be over it, and he'd be like, "I'm too good for that." Well, like, and, so yeah, and he that's, sucked. Which is crazy. It's uh, backwards. Uh, that's like, completely uh, backwards. Like Trey, you lack talent, and you're you'd be yes. But my point is that. Even when you're watching a television broadcast, and it could be on ESPN, TNT, well, even the local ESPN, broadcast. If it's on ESPN, they're going to service of, the of story. Course. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you think about all the topics that are discussed for that sport throughout the year. It's almost like they know the games are meaningless, the regular season games, because none of it is about here's the matchup, here's what's necessary well, to be I done. Say, I wouldn't say none of it. I mean, they do. You, you, once like, you get into the meat and the potatoes, when the game starts, they break down what's happening. Now, Fox has done this for Cowboys football for decades. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But imagine that being applied to every team in the NBA and mostly like the eight headliners because that's who they, you know, it's your national games are just, it's going to be one of the same eight teams playing yeah, at least. Yeah, the Lakers, right, the Sixers, right. right, yeah. You know, the Knicks are terrible, ha ha, well, is Boston for this terrible. year? Oh, I know, the double overtime win or overtime win, whatever it was. But that, the point is that headlines one through eight, when you try to consume the headlines because I don't have time to dedicate to the NBA, I'm giving any extra time I have for non-football to hockey. That's what I do. So I'm trying to, to garner knowledge about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And you have to see, you basically have to go to basketballreference.com. You can do that or you can go. I mean, the athletic does a really good job, I think, of covering the NBA. I mean, they've got guys, they do a good job of that. I mean, there are, now you can find the, the other stuff too, all the stupid stuff that we're talking about. But if you want to find a few guys that are just talking purely about the teams, the players, the games, the coaches, the results. Yeah, you got to go to the beats. Yeah, you got to go to the beats. That's right. Go to the individual beats. That's the way to do it. Briley writes, the way this team plays Saturday will teach us how they've used the last three weeks of motivation. What they learn about themselves this week will determine if they can steal something from Clemson and NC State. I see where you're going, Briley. I just don't think that's true. I don't – if Florida State plays – poorly, they're still going to win comfortably. That's how bad UMass is. And I get it. The retort is, Jeff, you said that about Jacksonville State. Fine, you don't have to believe me. I, I am speaking of getting paid for opinions. Uh, give me my opinion. I think UMass is that bad. I think they're significantly, appreciably worse than Jacksonville State. Right. You would take the M out of the equation. Yes. 
Um, you asked. Yes. No, I, we knew it. Okay, all right. Just make sure. <laughs> it didn't have to go there. You'd have been mad at me if I did that. So here's the thing. Um, I, I It's it sometimes... I get where he's going. He wants to see a responsible approach to this game. I do too, but that comes from the coaches. That's not the players. The players may lack some motivation because the eye in the sky doesn't lie. They're looking at that film and they're saying, mm, "This is this is this is one-sided." Now, so we could be or it really could be about semantics here. To me, if they're responsible, maybe not highly motivated, but responsible, they go play smart, they take care of their assignments, they're buttoned up, and they win the game going away comfortably, but we don't see some ignited passion and focus, uh, that's fine with me. I can live with that. And, and, then, and that doesn't necessarily portend that they're incapable of then going on and playing with great emotion in these other games where it will be required. Um, so, I don't know. They may look listless and win comfortably is all I'm saying. I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. Like it, the result could be there, and the process wasn't, you know, because the players, you know, they weren't completely, you know, motivated the way they would be for Clemson or Florida or right. Miami. I mean, it's, or something it's just different levels lines. of motivation is going to be in place for those games. But you've got like I think the symmetry to point to is not, you know, parlaying it forward towards Clemson or NC State or Miami. I think it's looking back to Jacksonville State and saying, do we look more buttoned up as an operation? Yeah, do we learn about ourselves when we were acting stupid and not taking care of business and treating games like this as a glorified scrimmage? Right. Are we going to have Chubba and Jordan on the field at the same time? We're going to run some sort of trickeration or are we just going to go take care of business? I I will tell you one segment group that should not take Saturday off and should care very greatly about playing, and that's the receivers. I'm going to take a guess at how many yards receiving our leading receiver has right now? Wide receiver, not any other position. 240. 171. We do not have a 200-yard receiver on this team. We're on the precipice of November. No, That's I, the group no. that if I, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm showing up and I'm showing out. I don't care that it's against lowly UMass. No, numbers are numbers, right? If I'm Go pokey, check your PFF numbers, buddy. They don't differentiate. That, well, exactly right, right yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fool some scouts. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But our leading pass catcher at the wide receiver position is Pokey Wilson with 11. Yeah. 11 catches. you got to be kidding me. If I'm in that segment group today, when it, I wake up on Saturday, today is the day. We're going to eat today. Jordan, throw it up. It's time, man. Yeah, go make plays. And, and, you know, along the way, I've said this over the years. You know, you're probably tired of hearing it. If you're playing a team in baseball whose pitcher starting that day has an ERA of 11, and has failed to get anybody out, uh, and it, you know opponent's batting average is four thirty two on the season, and you're in the midst of an zero for twenty one slump. Your four for four may very well be the direct result of that sorry ass pitcher throwing the ball dead down the heart, belt high. You don't know that. Your brain does not tell you that the next time you get in the batter's box against a good pitcher. If you just went four for four when you get into the batter's box, you feel good in the batter's box. We could do that this Saturday. Like, those kids who have been lacking considerably in confidence could go out and have a field day in this game, and while they may still very much be be average at best, they're going to feel good when they travel to Clemson. They're going to feel – I mean, they are. They know there's a difference in competition. I mean, the logical side of their brain knows that. But when they take the field, if they just went 5 for 77 and a touchdown, they feel good about who they are as a receiver. So go do it. Get fat. Feel good. Get confident. We're just talking about get confident. And 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 I'm saying 
Like you should want to be on the field. That's what I'm saying. We're talking about motivations. Yes, you yes. should, if you're a receiver in right. this offense, you should be thrilled. Yeah. This is your chance. Riley, I think we're saying the same thing, just in different ways. Uh, just to your point, I there. I just think if you go and execute, you don't have to be, you know, gung ho crazed. You know, like oh, we're shot out of a cannon. You could be very businesslike in a game like this because it's UMass, and you know, you know the deal. Now you're going to have to be both be focused, locked in, and shot out of a cannon, and believing that you are God's gift to football, and emotionally charged, and everything else when you play these teams that you are significant underdogs against. Because just doing your job won't be enough. You're going to have to take it to that extra level where you know there's not a possession, there's not a play that goes by where you're not willing to fight at a hundred percent. Because it's going to take everybody doing their job with max energy, max effort, max emotion, max focus for you to win that play, that series, that down, that quarter against teams that you're thoroughly outmatched against. Because sometimes, especially if you're one of these elite teams like Clemson, and you have seen your dreams uh, stripped already into this young season, uh, you might take a player two off. And that's how upsets happen. That's how the team that doesn't have the talent wins that series and keeps the drive alive because you're going through the motions because you don't care to be there. So we have to hope that that happens, certainly. Let's find out what Florida State is Saturday, which I think is uh, obviously a team that's going to win and win big. Jeff Cameron should come back, wrap it up, do a little probables for you in a moment. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk, Radio War Chat TV. Wrapping it up. But... Certainly before we do, I should note that uh, Probables is brought to you by North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFloridaPayroll.com. Fire it up. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, Probables? Just one tonight. 8.08, first pitch. Oh, how I hope the fine folks in attendance at Chavez Ravine find their way to their cars. Down in the dumps. Crestfallen. We'll see. To the 110 via the 10 to the 405 yeah. or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Max Freed going to start for the Braves. Come on, baby. Get it done. Shove. Dodgers, TBD. Johnny Holstaff, up against it. Everything you got. TBS is uh, where you're going to find that game at Dodger Stadium in LCS Game 5. And that is a look at those, in this case an individual, that will be on the bump. TBS does a good job. Yeah, they do. You are correct, sir. They do a very good job covering the baseball. In general, Turner does a really good job. Mm-hmm. Their hockey stuff so far has been quite good as well. I, um, I've i enjoyed the postseason. I've enjoyed uh, watching the, these games have been, uh, not all of them, obviously. Some of them have been one-sided, but uh, they've been entertaining. It's it, The storylines are great. Teams are interesting. I've I've enjoyed. I, I feel like there's been, I, I'll be studying the numbers here soon because you know I have a, an affinity for the sport, and I like to see it to be in a healthy place. Um, I'll be checking the numbers. I I, feel, I just sense that they've done well across the board postseason-wise. I feel like they have ratings. 
it's been a, a good postseason for big markets as well. You know, the, the DS obviously had a lot of intrigue coast to coast. That keeps interest up across the country. If it was, you know, Kansas City and Oakland and Minnesota and, and then the Red Sox maybe as the AL field. Right, right. Or Tampa in, in the Red Sox place. I don't know. But they've got the names. That's all MLB usually asks for. And so they delivered on that. Even through the World Series, they'll have enough names. I didn't get the chance to mention this, but uh, maybe we'll bring it up tomorrow on a Libations Friday, Lucy Goosey edition. But uh, Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, North Texas, UTSA, my boys from UTSA, Rice UAB, going to join the American Athletic Conference. I know, I know, but still. No date set for that big announcement uh, on the movement there for those schools. I heard some discussion on that and, and how the Sun Belt is actually the conference that's done better than you know this usual shuffle between the old Big East, the American, the Conference USA, and, mm-hmm. and whatever that you know triangulation has been. Sunbelt's the one that has Appy State and Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina that are yeah. actually of the group of five doing some things. Big upset last night. There you go. They were partying in Boone, buddy. Having a big time in Boone, North Carolina. Staring at the foliage, just lighting it up. Of course, the American is replacing Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston, who all said, we're going to the Big 12. Good job out of you. Good job, Matthew. Thanks to all of you. Be well. Have a great night.